Lord Jesus. USA 2021, our worship service number 228 for today, February 7, 2021. Let's read the scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Deuteronomy 28, 13. The Lord will make you be like the head, not the tail. You will be on top, not on the bottom. This will happen if you listen to the commands of the Lord your God that I tell you today. You must carefully obey these commands. Friends, there are wonderful things that are happening in the country and also there are some terrifying things. And we are wondering what is going on. Well, today I'm going to share with you a message that has four sections and I want you all prepared for these four sections. The first section is what is happening. People have called me and texted me. So many of my friends have said, I need to know what's happening from the biblical standpoint. So I pray the Lord guided me to do this service today. And uh, I want to clarify that this is not a political message. This is entirely biblical. But if you are wondering what is happening according with the scripture, I will tell you what is happening. The second part of this message is, what is the future for us USA citizens? What's going on in the country and what will happen in the future? You want to know? Well, here's what the Lord says. And the third section is your part. In the midst of all these things, what is what you must do? You will hear it. And finally, I will present to you a prophecy to our nation that the Lord God gave me. So let's start with the first point. What is happening in the U.S.? What is the current status of our nation? We are blessed to bless. And people don't like this idea because for some reason there are so many people that are so negative all the time, including among Christians, that they can't see the reality that currently we are blessed as a nation. So why is it that we are blessed? Well, let's go to the scripture. The Lord will make you be like the head, not the tail. You will be on top, not on the bottom. This will happen if you listen to the commands of the Lord your God that I'll tell you today. You must carefully obey these commands. So we are currently blessed. We are currently blessed. And I want to talk to you about the meaning of being blessed and why. Because honestly, many of us, we don't deserve the blessings that we have in this country. Many people have never had the chance, the opportunity to go to another country. So they have no clue what is the life in other countries. They have seen videos. They have an idea. Somebody uh, went and told them, this is what I saw. Here are my pictures of my trip. But people have no clue what is the life in certain countries in the world. There are countries still today that they live on, under the horrible leadership of a dictator. There are countries in this world that not necessarily they, they are communist, but they, they have a dictator. So what difference does it make? They live under oppression and they don't have freedom. And then 
On the other hand, you have many other countries that they have developed so well that now they live in a horrible way because there is no, it's not just freedom, but the abuse of that freedom to do things that are against nature. So we are right now in a place as a country that is biblical to be the head and not the tail. To be on top and not on the bottom. And we are blessed because, simply because it's the desire of the Lord. He said, if you listen to the commands. So from the 1600s, all this movement started by Martin Luther. Bringing freedom, the understanding of God's word and the purpose of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to have freedom, that moved and inspired and compelled many people in the, in the continent of Europe to move to the U.S. And eventually we have this beautiful country of ours. To what? To be able to preach and proclaim that there is one God, one Savior, one Holy Spirit, one Holy Scripture. Amen. That's right. And that is the objective of our nation. The purpose of our country, the USA, is to proclaim the greatness of God. That's right. And because we listened, we became blessed. That's right. So we are blessed to bless. Yes. That's right. If you are a believer, if you have in your heart the certainty that your sins are forgiven, that you are going to heaven, you are blessed. And you are blessed to bless. So here's the chance. Here's the, the, the real trick, trick part of this thing is we are here to bless others. That's right. So if we are blessed, the purpose of our country, the purpose of our community, the purpose of our life should be to bless others. Now, do we have people that hate us because here in America we are prosperous? What do you think? Yes. And you know what? The same thing happens in our country with people that hate you because you are prosperous. Some people look at you, look at your life, and you have your house, you have your stuff, you have a good life, you have a good job, you have a good family, you live well, and some people hate you because you are blessed. Well, so be it. The same thing happens in our country. There are countries that hate us because we are prosperous, because we are the, the head and not the tail. Well, so be it. We are blessed. But the purpose is to be blessed, to bless others. So you, as a person, as a family, and also as a citizen, need to understand that you are blessed to bless, and you have to learn to deal with the hostility of certain individuals that envy you because you are blessed. So what? It's not your problem. You have done nothing wrong. Countries that don't live in freedom, they don't experience freedom. They cannot go to have elections and elect their new leaders. They hate us. Well, that's their problem. We have done nothing wrong to them. We have helped as a country, many, many countries, but we are blessed. 
Like happened to the Israelites every time they obey God's word. Like happens to you every time you obey God's word. You are blessed. And there are some adversaries and some people don't like that. But that's the reality. So what is happening today? Well, we are blessed. Because we, give. we are blessed. That is what is happening. But if you are wondering about the future, okay, well, the future is something that will be transformed, will be made, will be created by your own choices. Because the scripture says clearly, if you listen, if you listen, so you are blessed. We as a country are blessed, but there is a condition. You as a person are blessed. But that can change. Because there is a condition. The status quo can change. Do you know what is the meaning of a status quo? Status quo means the current status of a situation. A particular thing. The current status. The status quo can change in the life of anybody. They, that can change for anybody. That can change in the life of anybody if you listen. It says clearly the scripture. All right. Think, think, thinking about the future, there are several dangers. So let's talk about the dangers that people in, con in our country can have because we are blessed. Danger number one, entitlement. What is that? Well, we feel that we are entitled to have everything we want. So let's just start. Let, let me take you first to the personal level, and then you will understand as a country how that works. In a personal level, you live in a house where you have so many things that are very comforting. You, are, you live in a very comfortable way. You have things. You have your... Food, you have your clothes, your devices, your appliances. You live comfortably, okay? But suddenly you feel entitled that anything new that is available in the market, you should have without you working and making the money to pay for it. You just feel entitled. You should have it. And if anyone in your family, for instance gets a new phone or a, or a new vehicle or a new house or anything they can buy. The danger number one in a personal level is that you feel entitled and you think, well, if they have that, I need to have it as well. But you are not working. You are not making the money in order to purchase that thing. So that is entitlement. You just want more things without making the effort. So we have today in our country a beautiful social system that helps the poor. Are we against it? Are you against that? Who is going to be against helping the poor? We, Americans, we are not against helping the poor. But the problem is that we see the abuse in the system. 
Because some people feel entitled that they can just get more and more and more without working. And I'm sorry, but that's not how things work in life. So danger number one is entitlement. So you understand as a person how that works. And as a country, it's the same thing. Because as a country, we can just say, I want this. I want that. I want that wealth. I want this technology. I'm going to get it. No, we need to work for it. And that is what we do. Danger number two. Not listening to the Lord to work for the good of people. So here we are again in a personal level. You are not listening to the Lord to work for the good of people. So here you are in your home. Your current status is to be blessed. But you start to feel entitled. And you don't want to do anything. You don't want to listen to the Lord to work for the good of people. There are needs in your home. And you don't want to do anything. You just don't want to listen to God. And much less, you don't want to work for the good of people in your home. You just want more things for yourself. That includes, listen carefully, simple things like the food. Some, in some homes, there are several members in the family. And there is one that is able to go and get food for himself and himself alone. Gets stuff for himself and himself alone. There are needs in other church and other family members, and this person doesn't like to work for the good of the people. That's a dangerous situation, my friend. And as a country, we can do the same thing. Our leaders can do the same mistake, can make the same mistake. They are not listening to the Lord working for the good of the people. Our leaders, our government leaders, they need to listen to the Lord. They need to listen to the Lord to work for the good of people. For all the people. Not just for a group of people. For all the people. What is good for the people? And that is the second danger in our scenario. The third one is pride. So we are blessed, right? Praise the Lord. I'm blessed. The Lord has blessed me. I'm a blessed one. Number one, you start to feel entitled. Number two, you don't want to listen to the Lord to work for the good of the rest of the people. And number three, now you are prideful. You are like, yeah. I'm the one working here. Listen to this, friends. Listen to this carefully. This is the, the, the mistake. I'm the, the one working in this family. So, you all are going to say nothing because I'm the one working here. I'm the one providing here. I'm the one paying the bills here. Pride. As a country, it's exactly the same thing. We can say things like that. We are the best country in the world. Is that true? It's true. We are the best country in the world because we praise God. 
because we exalt Jesus. He has blessed us. He puts us as the head, not as a tail. Good. But that doesn't mean that we are going to walk so pridefully. I'm so proud of myself. I'm so prideful. That, that's very dangerous, my friend. That's danger number three. And that can change things. So, if you're wondering, what is your part in all this? In what ways you can help your country? Well, the first thing that you need to understand is you need to become a servant of God. I have a good friend. He is in a process of being restored in his life. He's interested in going into ministry. He's doing his work. He's taking care of himself and helping his family. But he said today recently, he said to me, you know what is what I want? I want to be a servant of God. And I loved when he said that to me. Because if there is one thing that we all need to learn is to become servants of God. To serve God. And the way to serve God is by obeying His word. You know, the scripture that we read in Deuteronomy, it says clearly, if you listen and obey my commands. So some people say, well, what are those commands? Or those commandments. Well, let's, let's review them, okay? I'm going to put them on the screen quickly so you will see them. The ten of Number one, love the Lord your God. So quickly, if you can say yes or no, do you love the Lord your God? Do you really love God? Or you just have a relationship with Him because you don't want problems. You don't want to go to hell. You don't want to be broke. You don't want to be sad. You don't want to be ill. You don't want to be in trouble. That's why you are close to God. Is that it? Or you really love the Lord your God. Number two, do not make or worship any idols. So meaning, is him the number one in your life or is somebody else? Is your spouse the number one in your life? Is your, one of your children, one of your parents, somebody else? Is yourself, perhaps, the number one that you adore and worship, or is the Lord? Do not make or worship any idols. Number three, do not use the name of the Lord to make false promises. Meaning, if you are going to promise something, you have to do it. Any promise you give, you should fulfill it. This is the third commandment, my friends. Fourth, work six days each week and then one day to rest and worship the Lord. Work six days each week. Each week. It's a commandment from God to work. Work six days each week and then we can rest. And then what? What it says there? After or on the day that we rest, we worship the Lord. So what about you? Are you really working? Are you really resting? Are you worshiping the Lord? One day a week. Five. 
respect and honor your parents? Do you have a relationship with your parents? Do you talk to your parents? Do you honor them with your lifestyle? Do you honor them by being decent? Sixth, do not murder. What a great country will be. The one when we don't have people being killed. Do not murder. Seven, do not commit adultery. Commandment from God. Do not commit adultery. And of course, we understand that we are talking about a marriage between a man and a woman. The way that we were created by God. Not a marriage between a man and a man or a woman and a woman. That's not biblical. Biblically, Adam and Eve, and they should be faithful and loyal to each other. Are we as a country doing that? Are you as a family doing that? Eight, do not steal anything. Do you pay your taxes? Do you give to the Lord what belongs to the Lord? Or you are stealing from God? Are you aware with that when you don't give to the Lord the first 10% of your income, you are stealing from God? Are you aware of that? It's a commandment. Do not steal anything. Are you using company resources for your own sake? Are you taking stuff from your workplace to your house? Do not steal anything. Nine, do not tell lies. Do you tell the truth, my friend? Commandments from God. Everything can change from blessing to curse if you don't obey the commandments. Do not tell lies. Tell the truth all the time. Ten, do not want anything that belongs to another person. That tells you right away. That envy and jealousy are not what the Lord wants for you. And all this, you can read it again in Exodus 20, from verses 2 to 17. So that is about doing your part. Next Sunday, on February 14th, our worship service 229, the message will be the power of love. Next Sunday... We are going to celebrate a very romantic weekend. And I know many of the couples are going to be going to special places. Like I heard this lady the other day telling the, the story. He says, you know, my husband came to the house and says, babe, let's get ready. Let's go out to eat. So they went to eat. And then she says, but we need to be more understanding with our spouse when they take us to eat because, you know, after all, uh, taking 20 minutes to place an order, you know, in the restaurant is kind of a little bit too much, you know, particularly when you are in McDonald's. 
You, you, we need to be more understanding now, you know, for a romantic date, you know, it's different. He takes me in. He takes me into the restaurant. Well, you know, my friends, I know that couples are going to plan something different for next weekend. But I'm going to be talking about the power of love. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be absolutely inspiring. Now, friends, I told you earlier, there is a prophecy the Lord gave me. And the prophecy is this. It's a very simple statement. Keep your heart in the right place. Not just individually, but also as a nation. Keep your heart in the right place. So I, I want you to think about where your heart is today. Is your heart set on stuff? Is your heart set, uh, set on things, on people? Or is your heart set on the Lord, on the right place? Maybe you probably don't think that this is profound. This is way much deeper than you can even imagine. Because the good Lord is actually dealing with our nation today and with each one of us as citizens about this particular issue, what is what we really want? What is what you really want, my friend? Keep your heart in the right place. It's eternity really important to you? Amen. Is that the number one thing in your life, in your heart? You are thinking about the eternity deeply. Yes. Are you aware that you can die any moment? Are you aware that your life can end today? No. Things can happen, you know. Keep your heart in the right place. You know, working is so important. Being responsible is extremely important. Taking good care of your family is absolutely necessary. But you need to keep your heart in the right place, which is the Lord. That's why I say to everybody, the safer place to be is the church. You know, farther that you are from the church... <laughs> Colder your heart is going to be. When you come to worship God. And you can. You just don't want to. But you can worship God in the church. And how do I know that you can? Because you are going to the grocery store. Because you are going to work. Because you are shopping around. Because you go to a restaurant, because you go places, you visit with your family, you go places so you can worship God, you just don't want to. That's right. And that's your choice. But I'm telling you this, my friend. If you don't come back to God, if you don't do it right, you are going to regret it. And I'm not threatening you. I'm just letting you know something that you just, you just don't. Don't think much about it. It's absolutely dangerous not being close to God and worshiping God. Your heart gets colder and colder. Yeah. It's so dangerous. And the next thing you do is you start to go into sin in a very deep way. 
Do you want that? I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, the, the scripture of today, we, we took it from Deuteronomy 28. It's a wonderful chapter of the scripture. The scripture actually comes from verse 13. You know what is so interesting about this chapter 28? The first 14 verses are talking about the blessings that will come to your life for obeying God. 14 verses. Get your Bible. Read it. Chapter 28 of Deuteronomy. The first 14 verses are talking about blessings coming upon you when you obey God's word. When you obey God's commandments. Is our nation obeying God's commandments? You know the answer. Is you? Am I? Are we obeying God's commandments? Are you obeying God's commandments? Because if you are obeying God's commandments, those 14 verses, you are entitled to it. Yes, you will be absolutely blessed with all those wonderful things. The first 14 verses from Deuteronomy 28. But that chapter doesn't end in verse 14, my friend. This is exactly the issue that we have in these days. You remember in the middle of the previous century, in the 1900s, and it sounds awful, right, when we say in the 1900s. We were born in the 1900s. But uh, let's face it. You know, in the 1900s, the preaching of the gospel was pretty tough. You remember those preachers? Those preachers, they called them, what was the expression? Uh, hell and fire, I think they say. You, know, you remember those preachers? They were really tough on people. They said, if you don't repent, you are going to hell. And, this, and they were hitting the pulpit. You remember that preaching? Sure. Well, you know what happened? Slowly that started to stop because many people didn't like that. They said, you don't need to preach to me that way. You don't have to be yelling at me all the time. I don't need you to scare me that way. It, and it started to change. So we moved to a, a, a different kind of preaching. And we call that the grace and the mercy and the compassion. And you know how that goes? Exactly like raising kids. Back in the day, parents were very strong with the kids and said, no, you don't do that. No, no, you don't. And the third time, boom, you don't. So back in the day, parents were teaching kids things in a very strong way. But it slowly started to change because kids started to say, you don't need to talk to me that way. I can understand if you just talk to me. So then we moved to a new thing, which is, come on, you can understand, little Jimmy, right? You understand. So you go to the corner. Time out. So because we came to a new era, the grace, the understanding... You know what is happening? What is happening is grace has been abused today. So now we have priests and preachers and ministers that are bisexual or homosexuals. 
What kind of disgrace is that? It's, it's horrible. Just think about it. Homosexuality is a terrible sin. The, the Lord doesn't approve that, my friends. There is no way that we can say, ah, you know, it's okay. It's not okay. Maybe the society, the laws, can say it's okay. But we know the truth. Biblically, that's not okay. And you know what? The same thing applies to the rest of the commandments. Like telling lies or stealing. All the commandments, we have to obey them. It's the right thing to do. 14 verses talk about blessings that will come to your life when you obey the commandments. But people want to stop that thing because they say it's too tough on people. Don't preach to me too hard. Don't, don't teach your children that way. No, don't spank them. Don't correct them. You are too harsh on them. There you go. Then you have a bunch of wimps and crybabies and useless people in the planet. Because there is no regulation between what is right and wrong. Well, guess what, my friends? From verse 15 to the rest of the, the chapter in 28. And there is a mistake in the slide. I apologize. But it's verse 68 actually. From the verse 15 through the verse 68. Are all the curses for not obeying God. Take a look of the scripture. And I am sorry that I made that mistake with this light. I, I, I wish I wouldn't make that mistake because you will see it so clearly, but it's the truth. There are more verses talking about curses for not obeying God than verses with blessings for obeying God. <laughs> but people don't want to hear about it. No, Gian, preach me, preach to me about grace and blessings and mercy and compassion. But don't tell me about what is wrong because that, that I don't want to hear. If you talk to me about those things, I'm out of here. That's right. <laughs> if you talk to me, Gian, about these things, I'm not going to give you any money. You anyway. I'm not going to come to church if you, are, if you are talking that way to me, Gian. You, you know what? You are hurting people's feelings. <laughs> Raising kids without Discipline in the house. It's the same mistake, my friend. It's the same mistake. We all need to be aware. The country has to wake up. The prophecy is so clear. We have to get it right. We have to get it right. So, here is God's invitation to all of us. In the U.S. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. Today, I am giving you a choice of two ways. And I ask heaven and earth to be witnesses of your choice. You can choose life or death. The first choice will bring a blessing. The other choice will bring a curse. So choose life. Then you and your children will live. There is where we are. There is exactly where we are, and that is the issue that we have in these days, personally and also as a nation. So the question goes back to you. Goes back to you. What are you going to do?
Maybe somebody is mad at me. Maybe more than one. Maybe you are mad at me right now. You can be mad at me. I can take it. I can handle it. I'm doing my, my part, you know. I'm telling you what God is telling me to tell you. So you can be mad, be mad. Take it to the Lord. Tell the Lord how you feel about His Word. That is the key. What the Lord wants from you, you're going to do it? There are two options. You're going to get it right or not. And nobody is going to make that decision for you. Not your dad, not your mom, your, not your spouse, not your children, not your pastor, not your friends. Nobody else will make that decision for you but you and you alone. What are you going to do about doing things right? And you know your challenge. You know it very well. It's your choice. You choose. But the Lord says today, I am giving you a, cho a choice of two ways, and I ask heaven and earth to be witnesses of your choice. <laughs> The Lord says to you, my friend, I ask heaven and earth to be witnesses of your choice. You can choose life or death. You, my friend, you choose as a person. And then together, based on our decision, comes the result. What is going to happen to our nation? Are we going to continue being under a blessing? Or we are going to be cursed? By our own decisions as a country. The first thing we need to do is to surrender to the good Lord. Believing in the Lord Jesus, giving your whole heart to him and say, Lord, I, I got to get it right. I need to get it right. So do it, my friend. Get it right. There is a prayer on the screen that I want to invite you to say it with me. Surrender to the good Lord and just say with me, dear God. Our country needs your mighty help. Please forgive us. Please, Lord, guide us back to the right path. You are the one that I want to adore. You are my God. I open my heart to you, Lord. I confess my sins before you. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord, to become the person you want me to be. My friends, it's here in this beautiful cross where everything begins. Let's surrender and let's declare all together. Say it with me. I am forgiven by Jesus. My Lord can do everything. His word is true and active in me. My life is going to be great and blessed in 2021. In the name of Jesus. You are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You have a beautiful Sunday, and I'll see you next time. Amen.
comes from darkness to light Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served I know, I know, I know, I know Thank you for watching Victory Church. Please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.